This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A ridiculous and bitchy shopping list. Things babies accidentally inhale. How to lure a crook out of a tree. The most famous homer in Wrigley Field history. And Rick's brushes with Tom Petty and Hugh Hefner. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Men with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. How are you doing today, Dave? Oh, Rick, I'm good. Thanks for asking. Uh, kind of a sad day yesterday, but, you know, obviously with the events that transpired, you know, obviously the shooting in Las Vegas and the death of Tom Petty. Kind of a down day, right? Yeah, yeah we're yes. recording this on Tuesday. It's uh, being released on Thursday. Yeah, uh, uh, a sucky day. It was a all-around sucky day. Yeah, uh, it hasn't been a good couple of weeks. No, so, but let's, um, but we have a lot of things to look forward to. You have your Cubs to look forward to, That's right? That's true, and I did, we did have our draft, and I did pick the, the second game of the World Series in Chicago. So that, on my on my behest, we I talked did. about it. Yeah, okay. Although you know, uh, I thought about it afterwards. The reasoning that you gave me for doing it was strictly a money based reasoning, so it really made no sense for me to do it for that reason. What what other reason is there? Well, the other reason is you know you're not a hundred percent confident they're going to make it to the World Series. Yeah, and but, then and then I don't get to see any games at all again. I don't understand the get to see the game thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not computing with me. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, well good yeah. luck. You're the uh, you're the sucky, and I'm the sucker. <laughs> um, you know, I got game two of the World Series as well. Yeah. Um, I got game f- uh, what would be game seven of the World Series. So that would, well, when I say game two, it's home game two. Right. And I got and I got home game four. So the game, so the series obviously has to go seven games, and then I also got NLCS game seven. I had so, that last year, and that uh, didn't pan out for me. Right, right. Um, so I, I think the chances of me selling any of these tickets are probably pretty low. But go Cubs, go go Cubs, go Rockies, go Yankees, and I can't believe I just said that out loud. And, uh, and you and, want those teams to win because. What, what happens then the series will the, the world series especially the american league if one of these crappier teams wins the american league pennant then when the cubs play them in the world series they will get that extra home game because the home oh. because home field advantage is not tied to the all-star game anymore it's tied by regular season record okay well that's some wisdom so, there you've imparted Exactly. Hey, another thing happened over the last few days that I don't think I even mentioned. In fact, I'm sure I didn't mention it to you. Um, do you still have radio dreams? Oh, like yeah. you're in the booth and you the, the record of all, all you know, the time. Um, I still get them and I haven't, you know, it's been decades since, you know, I've been on the radio consistently. Um, but I had my first podcast dream. Oh, really? I did. Um, would you like to hear it? I would. Um, so we're taping Minutia Men, and we actually had a studio 
that we were taping okay. the showing. As opposed to um, you sitting in a basement chair and me sitting at my right. dining room table chair. Right. Yes. We actually we actually had a studio. First of all, the studio was pretty crappy. I mean, it was basically four plastic crappy chairs. There were a couple of microphones there, uh, but there was like a long table for guests. Okay. okay. It was like a... <laughs> Which we never like had. A, no, of course. <laughs> Um, so we're there doing the show, and we had some guests on our show. Would you like to know who the guests are? I'd love to know. All right. First of all, let me preface this by saying I've had a little bit more trouble sleeping lately, so I've upped my Ambien okay. a little bit. Uh, and this is Ambien is famous for this, right? Causing very <laughs> vivid dreams. Well, just really bizarre dreams. Yeah. All right. So our guests on the Munusha Men episodes were former Vice President Joe Biden. Okay. okay. I'd love to have him on. How I know. Um, Nikki Haley, uh, ambassador to the U- UN. She was I there as well. I would welcome uh, her as well. You know what? She was really nice. I mean, she really was a, a really sweet lady. Um, <laughs> Brian Setzer was there for the Stray Cats. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. Um, there was an Asian lady there. Kind of very, kind of very nice uh, that I did not recognize. Okay. <laughs> and how big was this studio? You know, it was like a, um, it it was like just like a classroom almost. So it was pretty big. I mean, they had a long table and everybody had microphones on. Um, But the final guest, and this really was, this is our featured guest, okay? Uh, (laughs) uh, Kim Jong-un, Rocket Man. He was the, he was there as well, okay? Wow. So we had Biden, Haley, Setzer. The Asian woman turned out to be his translator, Oh, of course, okay. yeah. Right, and Kim Jong-un. <laughs> uh, so we're all talking. We're having a good time. And and, and what I, here's a couple of things. First of all, uh, Kim Jong-un, the press is not doing that guy justice because he was a really nice guy. How I mean, he did English? Speak, Pretty good? It, it, no, it was terrible. Oh. So at every, every time you and I would do a joke, there'd be a pause, and then the interpreter would tell him the joke, and then he loved it, and then his kind of fat face would, would laugh. You know, how many it, Asian jokes did you do when he was know, there? I, I, I don't remember that, but I remember Joe Biden, Nikki Haley, and Kim Jong-un were totally engaged and had a great time. Brian Setzer, very aloof. Okay? Really? Yeah, and I think Brian Setzer was probably a little pissed that, you know what, sorry, buddy, you're pretty low on the totem pole. It's not 1984 anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, he can still rock this town rocket inside out. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of wondering why these, why did I dream of all these people? And I think I understand, I know why, obviously. Oh, so you're now self-analyzing. Yeah, I am. Okay. Um, well, Kim Jong-un, he's in the news all the time, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, you know, Nikki Haley. and uh, You might have listened to Rocket Man right before you went to bed. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, Joe Biden, I love Uncle Joe. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I have a very fond And I think Brian Setzer, the only reason I can imagine is he's doing a Christmas show in November in Waukegan. <laughs> because in your dreams, <laughs> you still rifle through the papers to see who's actually coming to town. Otherwise, it would be unrealistic. Exactly. I mean, we need guests on our show. I got to figure out what he's going to be here. So, uh, so that was my dream. So that was my first podcast dream I ever had, um, that I've ever had. And, and I'm upping the Ambien. 
So pretty much every week, maybe we'll have. All right. I, 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 I'm interested to see what cast of characters are going to visit us again. Well, I'll let you know if I ever have one. I, I have not yet had a podcast dream. I still have the radio dreams where the record is ending and I've got nothing, <laughs> nothing to play <laughs> and nothing to say. <laughs> um, do you still get the college dreams where you're like, oh, crap, there's another class I had to take and I don't get my degree? No, I haven't had one of those in a while, but uh, I did have those for about 20 years after we graduated. <laughs> um, so, well, there you go. That is um, That was my podcast dream, and I've got a little envelope full of Ambien for you that will uh, maybe uh, – facilitate your your podcast dreams no i'm not gonna do it i, I don't right. uh, my body's right. a temple <laughs> okay all, all right. right it's time for minutia i've got some audio that will lead us off here give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value this is minutia man with rick and dave okay dave what do you have for us today you know me rick i don't like to judge right yes i've always right. said that about you i'm i'm a non-judger no uh live and let and, live say la vie exactly um but this this news item has really kind of touched a nerve with me okay um let me tell you the headline this is coming out of india uh this woman wrote a hilariously explicit grocery list for her husband and it went viral okay <laughs> Twitter user Twitter user Era Golwakar gained worldwide attention online this week when a grocery list that she made for her husband went viral. Uh, Goldwalker's list had very explicit instructions, leaving her husband little room to mess up the shopping. Uh, this this list could pretty much say, "Get this stuff, dumbass." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's always the unsaid dumbass when right. wives are talking to husbands. Comma dumbass. Yeah. She listed items as like potatoes and onions, which you would think are pretty easy things, but this woman actually drew pictures like <laughs> like the shape of the potato and the shape of the onion and the size of the onion that she wanted. Okay. She also listed colors. She specified it, you know, for her tomatoes, she wants red and yellow, no green tomatoes. Okay. She wanted the onions to be round. She didn't want any holes or cracks. Um, she also asked for traditional Indian food items, none of which that I know, messy and murchy. Do you know? No, what any I don't. Uh, but she had pictures of everything. And um, <laughs> I, you know, I've, ne I've never met her or her husband, but I'm not a fan of her, if you know what I'm saying. I okay? do. I do. I, I think uh, I think the pictures take it up a notch. <laughs> yeah, I, think, exactly. I think all husbands are handed lists that are slightly condescending in some way yeah. shape or form usually for a good reason <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not denying that we have some holes in our games in but fact, you know in fact i wrote an article about your your wife uh one of the lists that she gave you one year uh you did and um and, and i and did I, an I, interview on wgn about it if i remember right <laughs> Did you really? I did, yeah. Jerry Agar uh, called me up and had me on the he thought that was such a funny list. Oh god, I didn't even did you tell did you I not might not have ever even told you that, no. <laughs> um well I went through all my old texts and all of the because we you know, we correspond by text, my wife and I, when it comes to shopping lists. And um I picked out some of my favorite items over the last year or so. 
Uh, you want to hear? I'd love to. Um, organic brown rice cakes. All right. Great wow. stuff. Organic. Uh, Sounds two, delicious. Yeah, two or more cans of tomato sauce. And in parentheses, in bold text, not pasta sauce. Okay. <laughs> Dumbass. Comma. Right. Dumbass. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> organic extra firm tofu. Okay. Okay. It can't. It can't be just regular extra firm tofu. It's got to be organic. Do, do your firm. kids eat tofu? No. Oh, okay. I don't eat tofu, so it must be for her. And really, hey, sweetie, you want some organic extra firm tofu? <laughs> you get your little tofu. ass out there and, and get your own. T- yeah, you want you some tofu, mofo? <laughs> yeah. Um, witch hazel. Do you know what ha- which which hazel is? I don't really. I, I know it's like uh, some herb of some kind. It's like an oil ointment, and in parentheses, largest bottle possible. Okay. Uh, it's an ointment for what? Do I want to know? Probably not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's uh, you know. It's I think it's one of these, you know, organic. I don't know, holistic thingies. You know, like you know, I don't know what the hell it is. Um, and all days light panty liners. Does Bridget ask you to buy? No, never. Not once. Uh, well, my wife has no problem asking me to buy panty liners. I've never done it. Uh, I've never done it. Um, I also think my wife does this, and um, she won't cop to it, but I think she makes up names <laughs> of, of, like, Greek cheeses for me to buy. You know, just so I'm wandering around like a dipshit uh, around a grocery store you know excuse me where's your awful 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 I, I, I do remember you uh there's one of the things on your list was that the uh the locks had to be yeah pacific wild wild, yeah. wild pacific, pacific right, salmon right. locks and i have ever since that day and we're talking you know almost 10 years ago when you gave me that um every time i go shopping and i do all the shopping for the family all the grocery shopping um, I look for that because I'm curious. I have never seen it. Well, it was a wild Pacific or wild. Yeah. It's, I've well, never it's seen wild. it. So where do you go to get that? I know Costco has it. And so oh, I buy okay. a lot of it. Um, so I buy a lot of it. Even if it goes bad, I don't give a shit because it's like, honey, eat it. I have it in the refrigerator right. for you. Um, looking for a snack, have some more salmon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was, I think it's wild pacific and it has to be wild because farm fresh isn't right that's what i mean i've seen pacific salmon and i've seen uh wild salmon but i have not seen wild pacific salmon everywhere i go it's all atlantic salmon Um, all the all the all the main grocery stores and i look i love lox i eat lox all the time but i'm apparently eating crappy lox i'm eating the atlantic lox or she's just making it up and that there's no locks or there's no salmon in whatever ocean it is that she's talking about. So I just walk around like the freaking grocery store asking stupid questions again. Let me just say, I think it's a possibility. I think it's a possibility. So so there you go. So this era goal walker in (laughs) India, I am, I have got a middle finger right now (laughs) and I am pointing it in your direction. So, uh, uh, if you're her, if you happen to be the husband of this woman, yeah, tell her to do the own grocery or her own yeah. grocery shop. Yeah, good luck, yeah. pal, as, yeah. <laughs> as you'd like right. to say. Right. Okay. Well, I have some minutiae for you as well. Um, this is a story from England. Um, th- this is a story about a man 
47-year-old man from Preston who thought that he had cancer. He was a heavy smoker, and they found a mass in his lung. Which is, you know, this is not a funny story. It's, you know, no, they thought it was not. a tumor. And um, and they went in to get a closer look at it in surgery and discovered it was not actually uh, cancer at all. It was a uh, Playmobil traffic cone <laughs> that the patient had received on his seventh birthday and had somehow inhaled into his lungs. Oh God! So how old, how old is he now? He's a smoker. He's got to be at least eleven. He's forty-seven. Right? <laughs> um, He's forty-seven years old, and so this thing—it's it, a centimeter in length. It's been—it has been inside his lungs <laughs> for forty Four years. Decades. Oh my God! Which I thought was fun, and then I started looking around to see other stories, and you know there are lots of stories about kids uh ingesting things you know yeah. in stomachs or wherever and actually this is kind of interesting now we promised minutia this is minutia a child doing this is the reason why we have x-rays at the mayo clinic let me tell you the story in 1897 okay. a child uh accidentally swallowed a vest buckle Okay. So a button. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Dr. Charles Mayo used a newfangled technology called the X-ray to determine what was what was in the was lodged in the three year old boy's esophagus, saw that it was a belt buckle, surgery was successful, and they started using that as their technique because of this, because of the swallowed belt vest buckle. We have x-rays. Is that's that right. that? It, that's why we have that? x-rays now. Yeah. There's a couple other things there I, I discovered. One is, you know, I was looking for the funniest thing that I could find that a kid had inhaled. Without question, it's a rubber duck squeaker. <laughs> because like, is, yeah, oh, you don't just, like the, you know, the, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. This kid somehow got it out of his rubber duck and ingested it. And then for the next two weeks, every time he spoke, <laughs> like, you know, he had the right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they couldn't uh, figure out what the hell was going on. <laughs> um, that's like the uh, Toy Story squeaker. Yes, exactly. Right. It was put on the shelf. Yes. And then um, the third story I found is, a, is another one that is kind of like the, the story that is in the news today. Um, this was a uh, seven-year-old and inhaled a toy dart. Um, and, and it was in his system for 44 years oh until he sneezed it out at the age of 51. It went out of his nose? Came out of his nose. So he, so he's like just in a board read. He's like in a board meeting or whatever. Yeah, and he sneezes and a dart comes out of his nose. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I remember when I was a kid, could be forty years ago actually. So it might be coming up any minute now. Do you know those little packets of cheese and crackers? Do you remember the other you know, yeah, little sure. ones? That you, yeah, the little square, and they gave you that red stick. Yeah, this to, to, you, to scoop yeah. out the cheese. Yeah, I actually have one. I swallowed one of those when I was a real young kid. Uh, and I don't remember ever seeing it come out. So it's very possible it's in my system somewhere. Well, you just had a colonoscopy, uh, so you know it's not down there. Yeah. Um, 
What about you? Have you swallowed anything other than your pride and your dignity? Anything else that you've swallowed? No, probably just those two things. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I, not really. I, I, I think I swallowed a nickel once when I was a kid, but it uh, uh, it passed. I was once I was once at the doctor's office with Lila, and she was really little, like I don't know, eighteen months, two years, and she had a band aid. Oh, they, they gave her the finger prick. Okay, and then they put a Band-Aid around her finger, and then she's looking at it, and then she just put it in her mouth and swallowed it. And the doctor was right there. And I'm like, oh, my God. What? You know, I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And he was like, yeah, don't worry about it. It'll come out. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I don't know if it ever came out. But um, I know that she swallowed a little Band-Aid right at the doctor's office. Awesome. So there you go. Um, we have a winner. Rick. Oh, right. Yes, we have a, uh, a prize package worth up to $25. Um, this is how, and we're going to do a winner every week during our retweet contest. And all you have to do is retweet um, the post that I say retweet. If you retweet it, then you can um, randomly, we'll have a winner every week for a prize package, like Rick said, up do to $25. Do you have a little bell? Uh, you know, the bell is downstairs. I don't want to okay, go up and get it. All right, fine. Um, Some people prepare for the show. Some people do not. Uh, this is our first winner from New Hampshire. His name is Steve, and he is from Dover, New Hampshire. And he won a prize package. He's going to win Father Knows Nothing. Great uh, book. Great book written by Rick Kempfer. The Balding Handbook written uh, by... Another great book. Some say the most important book ever written. The spiritual masterpiece, uh, Dave says all the time. Um, he's going to get a uh, Cubs crying T-shirt. Wow! As well, this is yeah. this is already worth more than twenty five dollars. It's like six hundred at this point. Uh, and he's going to get a quarter bag of pothole. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to get Highland Park or Skokie Toki. Don't know which 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 bag he's going to get there. But congratulations goes out to Steve from uh, Dover, New Hampshire. And if you, again, if you want to have a chance to win, what you do is all you need to do is retweet um, one of our posts, and um, I will pick a winner randomly every um, every week. Also, while you're thinking of it, please share our episodes. Um, please subscribe to our episodes. You can subscribe to Minutia Men on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Um, you can go to the radiomisfits.com website. You can listen. And please rate us. If you like what you're hearing, go on iTunes and, and rate us. Yeah, like, there, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, I just, you know, I don't check it very often, but there have been a ton recently. Um, I check it about every 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> That's how I know you sent it to me. <laughs> and uh, there's a guy named Doomer who, okay. le- who has left us perhaps the greatest review. I can feel their pain deep within the mar- marrow. It seeps into the bloodstream the, with the vapor of their verse, especially if you're a dad. Five stars, stars from Doomer. And today, so maybe a husband. <laughs> yeah, right. So there you go. Um, uh, th- uh, th- uh, congratulations goes out to Steve in New Hampshire. We still and, don't uh, have any Chicago area winners. We're a Chicago area show. Well, yeah. we... Uh, we're worldwide, buddy. Uh, you want some more minutia? I do. What else you got? Suspected car thief lured out of a tree by a taco. Okay. <laughs> we don't. We, we don't have a Canadian. No. Jingle. Right? No. Uh, this is from Regina Saskatchewan. Uh, Regina police officers spent all afternoon 
negotiating with a man to come down from a tree he climbed to escape arrest before he was ultimately lured down with a taco provided by a neighbor. And they and you know it's connected. O U O U R. Right, exactly. <laughs> neighbor. Uh, police said the man climbed the tree at the seven hundred block of Gannett Street around eleven forty five in the morning Wednesday after and after officers followed the man who was suspected of stealing a vehicle. So the dude steals a vehicle, ditches the vehicle and climbs a tree. Probably yeah. not who the sharpest knife. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, right. Probably not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Um so they see this guy in a tree and he's like, screw it. I'm not coming down. You're going to arrest me. I'm just never coming down. Okay. <laughs> he really thought this through. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so he's, he's just up in the tree going, yeah, you know, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, the cop's uh, like, you know, you know, there's no food up there. Well, how long are you going to live? <laughs> well, 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 there you go. Uh, he also, he also was heard shouting, shoot me. I'll stab you. Again, hasn't really thought through the process of what happens after you get shot. Uh-huh. So he, so he's up in this tree for hours, and then finally, a woman, a neighbor, uh-huh. uh, says, "You know what? I'm going to go to the corner. There's this Indian restaurant on the corner called the Bannock House, and I'm going to get him an Indian taco." So she goes Ooh, to the so corner. So it's an exotic taco. It's not just a regular taco. Right. This is right. not like a shredded beef taco. No, it's. You know, this woman, this era Galakala or whatever, the woman that wrote the explicit grocery list, she could have possibly even made the taco. Yeah. With the stuff that her husband so dutifully bought. So she ended. So this woman gave him a taco and he's like, all right, screw it. I'll eat the taco. And he comes down and he gets arrested. So here's a couple questions I have. First of all, do you think that they've tried luring him with other things before they came upon a taco? What do you think? I yeah, think they he, might have. It's like, yeah, well, get you a burger. And no. Right. What do you think right. I am? You think I'm an right. idiot? Right. Here, here's some chuckles. Yeah. You know, uh, what, would it, what, what, black, what would it take to get you out? That, that's what I'm thinking. And yeah. I, I basically, I think we've already talked about it. Ambien. I think a big bottle of Ambien would maybe lure me out. Well, what about food, though? Is there any food that would do it for you? Luminati's pizza. You know what would get me out of there? Some Beer. pickled herring. <laughs> like a nice uh, a fish sandwich, a pickled herring sandwich. That, um, I'm there. I'll never forget. I don't know where we were. We were on your de- Well, I actually know exactly where we were. We were on your deck. I don't know what the occasion was. And you were wearing later hosen <laughs> and eating pickled herring. And I looked at you and there and the sun just hit you, you know, exactly in the right way. I'm like, wow, you look like you're 85 right now. You're wearing, you're wearing this. And you, and you were like scooping the prick, pickled herring in your mouth and it was kind of dripping off the sides and stuff. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I am who I am. I was embarrassed for you in, at that moment. I am so. at ease with myself. So what kind of pickled herring? Is it organic pickled herring? Is it? It's got to uh, be. Uh, it's got to be Pacific wild <laughs> pickled herring. Uh, how often are you eating pickled herring? I just had it for uh, lunch yesterday. I love so like pickled three, herring. Three or four times a week. I mean, what is no, this? No, it's a it's a rare treat. I'll be honest. You know, I I I want I go to Mariano's or Jewel or you know Fresh Time or some of these uh, grocery stores around here. And when I'm in there and I'm walking by, when I'm picking up my Atlantic locks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes out of the corner of my eye, I'll see 
I'll see the thing of uh, the Vita V I T A. That's the mm-hmm. that's the brand I like, and I don't like it creamed. I don't like the cream herring. I only like the uh, the, the in the wine sauce, and I look at it, and some some days it'll just jump out at me and just jump right into the uh, cart, and other days I'll think you know five ninety nine for a little thing like that, eh, and I just keep yeah. walking. I imagine your your kids probably love the pickle pairing. Huh? <laughs> not only my kids, my wife. Uh, I have yeah. not ever successfully converted anyone into a pickle herring eater. Um, however, I was brought up with this, you know, this and my mom tells me that when she was pregnant with me, she used to get cravings for pickled for pickle herring. Her- really? So uh, this is something that is, you know, it's in me. It's part of me. It's uh, since before birth. I think the only thing my mom had cravings for was uh, cigarettes. <laughs> and that didn't my, work uh, on you. Uh, my mom tells it and my mom tells a story, you know, well, this was in the, well, sixties, obviously. Sure. And she says, oh, we didn't know that smoking was bad while you're pregnant. I'm like, really? Yeah, did you Could see you the, have... did you look at the package? Oh, the yeah. side of the package right there. Well, I don't know. Did they have the warnings in 1963? I, maybe not. Maybe it was like 65 or 66 or something like that. Yeah. So, so she was just all right. She was just a smoker. There she, you go. She skated by on that one. All right. It's time for our uh, Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. So as you mentioned, big week for the Cubs. Uh, and when we come to you next week, uh, it's possible they will already be out. Right. When does the game start? When is it Friday? This weekend. What's... Yeah. They've got a game on Friday, Saturday, and Monday, I think. I believe that's how it goes. So the home game, the Cubs home game is on Monday. I believe that's right. Okay. But anyway, it'll, by the, by next Thursday, they'll either be in the next series or they'll be out of the playoffs. Okay. All right. And this is also the anniversary of the most famous moment in Wrigley Field history. Last week we had the Homer in the Gloman, which we're going to call as the second most famous. This week is the anniversary of the Biggie. Uh, the, was it the day that Ron Sano Pizza was introduced? No. It was the day that Babe Ruth allegedly pointed and hit the home run. Uh, yeah. Game three of the World Series. The Yankees had won the first two at Yankee Stadium. Soon to be president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was uh, sitting next to Chicago Mayor Anton Cermak. He threw out the first pitch. In the stands, there was a young boy named John Paul Stevens who would Supreme go on Court. to become a Supreme Court justice. Now, will be in my dreams someday as a minutia man. He's still alive. Yes, He's still alive. Oh. He was there that day. Now, um, Here's the backstory on the whole home run thing. The 32 Yankees were really hated the Cubs because they dissed one of their former teammates. The Cubs had a, a shortstop named Mark Koenig. He replaced the shortstop Billy Jurgis during the season after Jurgis was shot by a fan. A story that I have previously mm-hmm. told. Remember that? Yep. Now, Mark Koenig hit 353 during the season, and he saved the, the Cubs' butts by get, helping them get into the World Series. But after the uh, season ended, the players voted not to give him a full World Series share. Which is so Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but it really angered the Yankees and especially angered the the most emotional of the Yankees, 
Babe Ruth himself. Okay. Okay. He was okay. ticked off. He let them know about it in no uncertain terms. Now, did he call his shot? Probably not. Probably right. not. I mean, the writer said he did. He played along with it. But he also privately acknowledged years later that uh, he never would have done that to Charlie Root, who was known as a ruthless headhunter. And that was the <laughs> Cubs pitcher. And, and Charlie Root swore to his dying day that the babe did not call the shot. But according to the Cubs players, Ruth was he was being taunted by the Cubs dugout. Which the Cubs apparently were also very famous for this, and they would say just the meanest, vilest, most obscene things, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you want to do to a Babe Ruth? <laughs> yeah, it's like, get him ticked off right him. before he yeah, goes to bat. Him. Yeah, poke him. Um, so they know, think I- the theory is that he was probably pointing at the dugout. And which like is that limit, kind of direction you know what like i mean saying shut like shut up or whatever right or something like that, right um exactly you know, you know i went to i don't know if i mentioned this or not a couple of months ago you know how i had that who album i talked about the who yes album, right that yes. was signed by roger daltrey pete townsend the fraud. And, and keith mood well i went to this i had to get it verified because i was going to auction it off and I went to the sports memorabilia show that had the authenticator there. And on display there that somebody was selling was Babe Ruth's last game-worn jersey. From the Boston uh, Braves? Uh, yeah, it, right. It was. It was like the Boston Braves. Yeah, okay, yes. And it was like $387,000 yeah. or something just insane. Um, and I bought it for you. <laughs> and that'll be, that'll be what your Christmas present's going to be. You know, you got to say, the babe that that he stands the test of time. He he was the most interesting, greatest player of all time, and and he did homer on that pitch. He did, even if he was just pointing at the Cubs yeah. and saying, you know, I'm going to get you guys. He did get them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just as good as actually calling the shot, as far as I'm concerned. So and did the Yankees? The Yankees obviously the Yankees went swept up. the series. Uh, um, and Luke Gehrig, by the way, right after Babe Ruth hit a homer, Luke Gehrig followed and also hit a homer. Yeah, um, you can do. You can't really do much better than uh, Gehrig following Ruth in a lineup. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fairly pretty, good lineup. <laughs> that's um, so. This was the second to last game that Babe Ruth ever played at Wrigley Field, right? He never came back after. No, that's not came, true. He came back what? as a member of the Boston Braves. Oh, and, that's right. Okay. And, and I believe that he his homer at Wrigley Field in May of 1935. I believe. I'm going to pretend like yeah. I don't know that this is the case was the last home run that he ever hit on the road in his career. Really? Yep. There you go. He was pretty good. He All was right. pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. As Larry David would say. All right. It's time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Uh, This is the part of the show where Dave uh, randomly pulls a name out of this Costco jar of celebrities that uh, I've had encounters with over the years, and then I am forced to tell that story. Well, this is weird. Kim Jong-un. Well, he appeared on a a podcast of ours a few years ago. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, this is weird. I took, I tried to, I dug out of the, and and two pieces of paper were stuck together. So I should read both of them, right? (laughs) 
uh, Tom Petty and Hugh Hefner. Okay, you you cheated, right? I, I am cheating, but I do know that you do have, uh, and and obviously Tom Petty just passed away yesterday, yeah. um, and Hugh Hefner last week. So why don't we kind of go off the board a little bit, and um, you tell the story, the timely stories of Tom Petty and Hugh Hefner. Which would you like to hear first? Mm, Hugh Hefner. Okay. So, um, I met Hugh Hefner three or four times, um, but uh, the reason why I met him in the first place was because uh, John Landecker had a a history with Hef. John actually hung out occasionally at the Playboy Mansion when it was on uh, State, State Parkway, North State Parkway, and I used to live on Dearborn right behind that building. Now, not excuse me, not at the same time, you know, like years later. Right. But every time I walked by that house, I would look at it and I go, man, just imagine (laughs) what What was going on. I mean, really. And I would sit on the deck of our roof. We had a rooftop deck and I would overlook that building. And I just think, man, imagine if this (laughs) if this was 1974, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm sure. You would have been in the in crowd and invited to all those parties. I'm no, sure. I mean just as a peeping tom. I'm just strictly <laughs> as a peeping tom. But anyway, uh, um, John went there, and he one time was there when Elton John was there and Bernie Taupin, and Bernie Taupin and Elton John were playing foosball mm-hmm. against Hefner and Barbie Benton. And John had always used to carry this little tape recorder around in case he could, you know, do a radio bit. And he asked if he could do play-by-play of their foosball game. And he did. He did the play-by-play. And I believe Tony Lasano, our producer, uh, posted that audio uh, this week. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. And the and the, the highlight of this is, and, and I'll, spoiler alert, Bernie Taupin and, and Elton John won the game. And and uh, John came up and interviewed him after the game, and he said, so you really came from behind. And Elton John said, I always do. You did have to come from behind. I always do. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was funny but anyway so that's how that's how i got my uh connection to hugh hefner and we got him on the show a couple of times and he was the most boring guest ever God. isn't that th- that he is had, so disappointing had, i mean he had a million stories that he could have told i guess or he had a million stories that uh you, you know i hear I, I don't know that he felt like he couldn't tell or something, but right, right. he was just a very dry, uh, you know, he was like a grandpa. He was like, hey, grandpa, how are you? And, you know, tell us about the three million women you had sex with. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. He was just like my grandpa. Yours yeah. too, right? Yeah, just Obama. like just like Engelbert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Jorge was just like this. Yeah, absolutely. I, so anyway, uh, that, that's a Hefner story. Um, if you want to check out the audio, it is out there. The Tom Petty story is uh, a little different. Um, Petty, I, I saw him twice in concert, but one, and one of those times was at Farm Aid, and that's where I met him. He was at Farm Aid. <clears throat> Excuse me. He appeared on stage with Bob Dylan, and I right. was the backstage anchor for the radio station. So I was there where all the stars were coming in and they were doing press conferences at like eight in the morning. Right. Now, Tom Petty came in 
So you were in college at eight in the morning. Yeah. Have you ever seen eight o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning in college? Well, trust me, the, the rock stars kind of felt the same way. Yeah. And I can tell you Tom Petty in particular felt this way. He showed up wearing uh, these, these dark shades and it was a cloudy day yeah. and uh, he came into the thing and he reeked of alcohol. Of alcohol. Like he was just coming in <laughs> for the night because he didn't play for, you know, another 12 hours. He played in yeah. the evening. So he was just coming in for the press conference and he, he, uh, he had had a good good time the night before. I'm sure they went to cams or something. You know, one of the, <laughs> I was uh, say, Willie's. They were at yeah. the Mug Club. He was a mug. He's a Mug Club member. He was drinking fifty five cent Strohs. I'm sure. Uh, but that's that's the only time I ever met him. I had a very short conversation with him, and and I just thought to myself, I guess I'm not the only one that's having a hard time getting up here in the morning. Um, the the funniest thing I remember, and I don't know if I was there. I just heard the story when Bob Dylan came off the plane in champagne and somebody asked him so well, how, you know what do you think of champagne i mean he literally had just gotten off the plate of champagne and he's like well the airport's nice yeah <laughs> just, like, come on really <laughs> i'm sure i, I, I met- asked i'm sure i asked tom petty an equally uh insightful <laughs> right. question uh, well there you go well and our Thoughts and prayers go out. To yeah, that's a bum- I mean, it's a bummer. I was a fan. In fact, you know, in 1989, when his Full Moon Fever album came out, I was a uh, a Grammy voter at that time because I had produced an album for Stephen Gary, mm-hmm. and I was always in the member uh, the Neris. They're called uh, National Association of Radio. Uh, no, I don't know. Whatever. <clears throat> anyway, I was in that uh, in that union at that time, and so I got to vote for the grammys and i voted for full moon fever as album of the year in 1989 that did it win it did not but it it is it is still one of the all-time greats if you ask me well in champagne i saw him in like what 1983 or four yeah that's that's the only other time i saw him that same he played for like three and a half hours he was unbelievably great yeah um who opened for him was it rory gallagher i can't remember Wow, I, I don't know. Yeah, so know. there you go. Well, you know, so rest in peace, Tom Petty, one of the all-time greats. To and find, Hugh Hefner. And Hugh Hefner. And Hugh Hefner. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out Eckhartspress.com, also ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at minutiamentpodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opie Productions. We've been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Uh-huh. Oh! A goal is scored by the team of Toppin and John. Come on, baby. Oh! It did not go in. It did not go in. A hot and heavy game. Look out. Look out. No! It's still...
excuses to go in. The team of John and Dobbin having difficulty. They can make it to the five-yard line, but they can't put it across, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, in my trouble. Oh, it gets tough down there in the final inches, let's face it. It's getting very hot and heavy. The team of Elton, John, and Bernie Toppin now two points behind the team of Barbie Benton and Hugh Hefner. Another score. Another score has been made by the team of John and Toppin. It is now one... The team of Benton and Hefner leads by only one small point. The game is moving into its... Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, it's a tie game. We are heading into an exciting finale here in the basement of the game. Oh, another score. Ladies and gentlemen, the game is over. The team of Elton John and Bernie Toppin has won. The handshakes are being made across the table. And congratulatory remarks, a kiss from Elton to Barbie Benton. The game is over. We bring you a post-game interview with a winner. And the winning team this time was comprised of Elton John and Bernie Toppin. Oh, shucks. I, it was really tough, you know. I, you know, we were four down and... Topping was playing like an absolute uh, bag of wind, and uh, but all of a sudden, you know, we had uh, the British spirit, and we got ahead. We got five in a row, and Barbie and Hef just folded, you know. And uh, we were really lucky, you know, because I really thought that we were we were in for the silver, but we just you did have to come from behind. I always do. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, we did, didn't we? Um, <laughs> Elton John behind the sunglasses, ladies and gentlemen. It is indeed. 